This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by War Crimes. If it's good enough for the ADF, it's good enough for us. War Crimes. Everyone's doing them. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Monday, the 9th of August, 2021. Yet another day in lockdown for most of the country. But Dom, Dom, it's all right because the Moderna vaccine has been ordered and it is coming on the scene and it's going to solve all the problems. A million doses did I read in a couple of weeks' time? That's extraordinary. This is going to be over before we know it. Oh, I think it's more than that. I think it's like, I mean, actually, Scott Morrison went on sunrise to announce exactly how it's going to work. Uh, I think it's like millions and millions. The federal government has signed a deal to secure 25 million shots and it's hoped the vaccine could be ready by the end of the year. Joining me now, Prime Minister Scott Morrison. Prime Minister, good morning to you. Gee, this sounds exciting and hopeful, doesn't it? Well, I am hopeful, but also, you know, naturally cautious. This would mean a vaccine for every single Australian, and uh, this is important news. Uh, We've we've gotten into into this early, and uh, and that will mean that we can get on with it. Early? We've got into it early. Vaccine for everyone. Oh, wait, hang on. Uh, No, sorry, that was from... August the 19th, uh, last year. Oh. Sorry. oh. Sorry. So that's a year old. Is that why uh-huh. he used the word early? Because I was just thinking, if I was Scott Morrison, that's not a word I would be using anywhere <laughs> yeah. in public. Yeah, it, so anyway, so, sorry about that. Yeah, like, that's yeah. clearly out of date, Charles. What are you doing? Yeah, get get with the program. Yeah. It's it's coming. Yeah. This is re- Let's have a yeah. good news story to start the week yeah. for a change, Charles. Yeah, no, sorry. Sorry. He, he, he's, here's another clip of Morrison actually announcing uh, the vaccine. Australia's National Cabinet has approved Australia's national vaccination policy. It's another sign that together as a country we are working uh, to prepare ourselves to be able uh, to disseminate and administer those vaccines all around the country uh, when they're ready. Oh no, wait, sorry, that was from the 22nd of November last year. Yeah, because he said when they're ready. Yes. And, yes. you know, they're ready in December of 2020. But in fairness, because uh, I, I have gone through it all, and um, sure, we don't have the vaccines for everyone, but we, we do have 25 million announcements. So there is actually, there has been an announcement for every single person. Let's actually, I'll find a clip that's actually about the Moderna vaccine. Um, this, is, this has got to be it. This is the one. Here's Greg Hunt with the Moderna announcement. Australia has completed a contract with Moderna. Uh, for the purchase of 25 million uh, mRNA vaccines. There you go. There you go. So that's there well, that's you go. great news. Yes, and that was from May 13th this year. So, oh. so if you're celebrating the announcement of the Moderna vaccine, I can confirm that this is at least the third time that they have announced the exact same thing. Um, and so, I think you can expect. I think you can expect 25 million more announcements just about the Moderna vaccine. Uh, by the end of this year. I mean, obviously, you need two announcements mm. uh, to be immune completely from the government's bullshit on this one. Mm. But, um, you know, I reckon 70% of eligible Australians should have at least one announcement uh, by the end of November. So that's that's really good news about the Moderna vaccine. Coming up on the show, Alexa has been looking at Sky News's premature exit from their YouTube ban. Apparently, they're quite excited over there. Craig is coming in, and he said he wants to talk about butlers or something, but um, that doesn't sound right. 
I'm sure it won't be about butlers. Zed has been over at the Tokyo Olympics. A lot of gold medals have been won, and um, he tells me he's still alive. It's either Xander or some sort of impersonator. So um, I'm very surprised he's alive. Like, yeah. COVID's completely out of control in Tokyo. Anyone listening to the tone in your guys' voices about this would think that you're wanting him to die for the insurance purposes. Well, that, I mean, that was part of the thinking. I mean, the company's going to be broke if we have to fund his trip home as well. We don't right, want him well, to die. Not at all. It's just that no. if he does, yeah. it's more profitable but, than if he lives. That's the, that's the thing you've got to understand. This is a big corporation. That's how we think. Well, before Dom and Charles get done for involuntary manslaughter, we've got to throw to Rebecca De Unamuno in the Chaser Newsroom. Yeah, we haven't collected the insurance on her yet. Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce has been put on a cashless debit card after he repeatedly turned up to work drunk. The New Zealand immigrant, who has spent a large part of his life living off government money, will now only be able to access funds through the card until such time that he can be trusted to not make erratic decisions, like attempting to murder a Hollywood actor's dogs. Since receiving a one-week suspension from YouTube, Sky News have been forced to find other methods for spreading their important misinformation about COVID-19 to the world. The network, which features programs hosted by people like Alan Jones and Andrew Bolt, said it would be moving its operations to Pornhub because they're the only platform that doesn't censor videos of massive dicks. Young people have been urged to get the vaccine they can't get. A spokesperson for the government said that not being able to get the vaccine was no excuse for not getting the vaccine, adding that they should also buy a house they can't afford at the same time. That's the latest news you can't trust. I'm Rebecca De Unamuno. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Once again, this episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by... Get down! This is all right! This is all right! Get down! It's time to catch up with Craig, who fortunately has time on his hands due to, you know lockdown and all that. How are you, Craig? Good. Good to be here. I've been, uh, not only, I'll tell you how much time I've got on my hands. This is mm. an extreme amount of time. I've been listening to your podcast. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I know. It's like, is there that much time in a day? Yeah. I'm so <laughs> There's a sorry, lot of it. Craig. Yeah, that's, I'm I'm, I'm loving Gabby. That's, uh, that's the takeaway. Fuck yeah. By the end of this year, I'm going to be the head of this company. Great. Yeah. yeah well, I'm just slowly well, working good. my way up. We need one. But it's, it was a clever approach of yours, Gabby, to, you know, if you're going to try and take over a company, you know, assess them first and go, where are the ones that are fundamentally weak? Where the people <laughs> leading them are so shithouse, you go, oh, man, you know, don't try and take over like Hamish and Andy's podcast. <laughs> You're like, where could I, where could I go? You go, oh, this, whoa, look at this lot. The tact is aim low and then you can't be disappointed. Exactly. I assume you've got some constructive criticism. Do you? No, I actually, I've actually enjoyed it, but I was, it's interesting because it made me realize something, right? Because I was listening to, you remember you had Mark Humphreys on talking about podcasts, right? Yes. And Mark 
Mark talks about the fact that he wants to host the Logies, and I've heard him say that on two podcasts recently, right? Mm. Cheetah. And I realised, do you remember years ago in The Chaser, we took the piss out of, there was that period where the, the book The Secret came out. Oh, oh the yes. The Secret was all about you had to kind of say what you wanted in life. That's right. The affirmations thing. Yes. Yes, whole, yes. I reckon Mark Humphreys is a secret believer, because think oh, about it. Yes. He tweeted about the fact that he wanted to host Pointless. That's and then true. And he became the host of Pointless. And now he just thinks this is his approach. You just got to say yes. things out loud and they'll come true. Or maybe he's a middle-aged white man and therefore anything <laughs> the world, he wants, yeah, he gets. Built for him. Um, <laughs> maybe. But I want to try. I want to try. So I want to see if it works if you say things out loud. Oh, so, okay. If they work. Give okay. it a go. So I want all of Mark Humphrey's dreams to be crushed <laughs> and for him to become my butler. <laughs> Don't you reckon he would be the best butler? Like he literally oh. is like a butler. He's, yeah. he's Everything about him is a butler. Craig, I feel like that might backfire on you because one of the main tropes of a fancy butler is that they're the ones who kill you. Um, That's true. So you might wind up dead. The butler did it. It's actually a stock phrase. You're right, Gabby. I'm willing to take that risk just for the kind of week or so of him serving me. Craig, (laughs) did the butler beat you on Win the Week again? (laughs) It would make a good premise for a sitcom. We should actually write. We should actually write a show. Where Mark Humphries is a butler, I love it. He's always kind of prim and proper. He looks like he's kind of dressed in a suit, even mm. if he's in shorts. His speech is like a butler. He's incredibly polite to the pro. He's constantly a sorry, sorry. Yeah, he's very subservient, isn't he? Mm. That, that mm. is what you want in a butler. Would it be COVID safe to have a butler at this point? Uh, we'd have you'd have to lock him up for two weeks and get him tested before you bring him into the yeah, house. And actually, he'd probably like it because he's got young kids, doesn't he? So he'd probably <laughs> he needs to get away from. Them. <laughs> that said, it's a, it is a weird thing though because like I actually would hate. The idea of having a butler is one of the most, like in actual fact, I knew people who um had, what are they called? They'd have like live in nannies or something. The idea of having other people in your house to constantly judge you is just horrifying. Like, you didn't grow up with my family. Oh, you mean you got that from your family? Yeah. Yeah. Satire is bred out of trauma. So mm. I reckon if, if we weren't satirists, we'd be perfectly fine with butlers. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Mark Humphreys is available. If like <laughs> what do you reckon his rate would be? Uh, well, he does podcasts for free. Why not do Butlering for free. If he's desperate enough to want to host the Logies, then he'd be pretty cheap. We'll get Hugh Marks on the line next week and we'll... We'll put, he's the CEO of Nine Entertainment, and we'll put to him to make Mark. What, what, what are we putting to him that either Mark Humphreys hosts the Logies or Mark Humphreys becomes his butler? No, no, Mark Humphreys becomes your butler. Keep up, Craig. Keep up. If he had a TV show about being a butler, though, he'd be called X Marks the Spot. At the very <laughs> least, we can do a sketch where Mark Humphreys is a butler. I think everyone will believe it. <laughs> and we won't star him at all. I'm Mark Humphreys, and I'm yeah. a butler. <laughs> you, know, you know what? We've just made the fatal mistake of we've put Mark Humphreys on yet another podcast. By doing an entire segment talking about him, even though he's not here. God, that guy's everywhere. Hello, welcome to Foxtel. I assume you're wanting to cancel. Hi, yes, I'd like to cancel. Right, I'll just type you in as today's Foxtel cancellation request number 4012. Uh, But first, I'm required to ask, why would you want to cancel such a wonderful service? Well, Game of Thrones is finished. Yes, granted, but we we are still showing episodes of Thomas the Tank Engine on CBeebies. Is Thomas the Tank Engine like Game of Thrones? Oh, yes, except with more trains. That's not the same. Game of Thrones was the best show ever. What about a 50% discount? Remember, we have Shortland Street on the Arena Channel. 
Is Shortland Street a high-budget medieval fantasy with dragons and magic? No, it's a low-budget soap opera from New Zealand. I want Game of Thrones or nothing. Oh, surely, sir, is tempted by our 397 programs about food on the Lifestyle Channel. We have shows about soup, shows about vegetables, shows about hot and cold beverages. Do any of your shows feature naked, raunchy lovemaking with a mysterious sorceress? Oh, Nigella Lawson hosts one. Will that do? No. Game of Thrones was the best show ever, and if you don't have it, I'm cancelling. Oh, very well then. Good. Also, can you refund me for the last season of Game of Thrones? It was the worst show ever. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You might recall that last week, Sky News had its YouTube channel cancelled. And given that it's the main source of revenue and indeed interest for Sky News, have no viewers on Foxtel pretty much, they were devastated. However, apparently they've been uncancelled. What's going on, Alexa? Yeah, yeah. So apparently they actually got unbanned three days early. So they, they only couldn't post for four days. And um, I sat down to do a bit of research to watch this new Sky News uncancelled special. They had like a 30-minute episode. I, I swear, I, I love it. I'm, I'm completely flipped around. I used to hate Sky News. You know, I used to think it was a bastion for, I don't know, some gross billionaire and like right-wing grifters. Mm. But this video turned me around. I'm on Team Sky News now. Amazing. So they got banned. They got banned for spreading misinformation and, you know, saying really horrible things. Yeah, Craig Kelly, hydroxychloroquine, all that total yeah. misinformation garbage. So you're on board with all that, Alex, are you now? To, to be fair, I think you guys are being a bit mean to Sky News. But the way they put it, they have difficult discussions about COVID-19 and that's why they got banned. Is it difficult so, because they find it difficult to discuss things or is it difficult <laughs> because the content matter was actually difficult to talk about? Or is it difficult because when you follow through your advice, you die? <laughs> Look, you guys are all having a great time scoring shots off Sky News. You know what? I think it's about time for some diversity on The Chaser and I'm now a conservative. And according <laughs> to Sky News, we're the most persecuted people in the world. <laughs> And from my perspective, conservatives seem to be the only people ever to be locked out of the national conversation. <laughs> See? <laughs> Do they? So this is the news organisation that controls 71% of Australia's press. Yes. And, and loves and has- crying victim. Absolutely yeah. love. There's nothing they love more than, ha- than feeling like they're put upon and excluded. That's why they've got a show called Outsiders, which had, when it was first founded, a former leader of the Labor Party... Uh, an editor of a newspaper. It's just insane. No, I don't know. It, it sounds to me like you guys are taking the side of the big tech giants here. And, um, you know, you, you obviously haven't watched this special. So I think we should we should get into it together right now. All right. Let's have open minds. Who has the right to ban what you can watch, watch. what you can read, what you can think? think. It's a dark day for free speech. We allow it. Did they just say they're controlling what you can breathe? <laughs> I mean, but, but they don't want you to breathe the coronavirus. How dare they not let you breathe this 
Is that what they said? I think they tried to say what you can read, but it's so overproduced that it's impossible <laughs> to hear what they're actually saying. But that's much more appropriate to be. <laughs> they're trying to control what you can breathe. <laughs> they don't want you to die. <laughs> Some big sinister organization controlling what we read and think, other than News Corp. Like who's who's their competitor? No, to be fair, they are the little guy being crushed by big corporations, um, especially lefty corporations. So the rationale goes YouTube is a left-wing company and they follow the infamously left-wing World Health Organization. And they explain (laughs) why the World Health Organization can't be trusted. And it refused to declare an international pandemic, despite having months of evidence that outbreaks were exploding internationally. Hang on a sec. Is this opposite day? They're criticising the WHO for not being quick enough. That's actually correct. But I'm just kind of confused since Alan Jones kept saying it was no worse than the flu, like months Mm. after it was declared a pandemic. I feel like they've swapped sides. Like they're the good guys now. You're talking about Alan Jones. He's just a lefty. He's just a lefty. (laughs) (laughs) Hates fracking. (laughs) This is so weird. So you're saying that they've actually learned from the ban and flipped around, and they're now worried that the international organisations aren't doing enough to shut this thing down. You have no idea how much they've flipped. Like, this is my favourite part of the of the entire video. There's, there's like a party line in the video. They all kind of repeat this one criticism of YouTube, and unironically, I absolutely love it. You know, there's no legitimate way to challenge, you know, a monopolistic tech behemoth without going full communist, and this right-wing media company wasn't afraid to do that. They are Comrade Sky News. What?! If we hand that responsibility over to a private company which operates with commercial interests, we trade away our ability to think critically. This is a gigantic global corporation. So this is a foreign-owned multinational giant censoring the news and views that Australians can see. But I'll be damned if I stay silent and let some unelected Silicon Valley billionaire call the shots in this country. If you believe in free speech and you want to stand by our country... I hope you feel the same too. Oh, my God. So by that logic, uh, Alex, so they're, they're clearly in favour of the ABC, which is the only media organisation not run by overseas interests. Yeah, Sky News really did just say eat the rich. So literally, because <laughs> that description applies entirely to News Corp, yes. except for the part about the billionaire being located in Silicon Valley. So their whole objection is that Rupert Murdoch lives in New York. Mm. Uh, which is fine, but if he lived in Silicon Valley, then he'd be evil. Is that the... <laughs> How extraordinary... I mean, self-awareness is not normally a gift uh, given to many Sky News presenters, but this is a new level. No, they, they've really turned a page, and I'm, I'm 100% on their side here in their crusade against billionaires. And, and, and evil corporations that try and make Control you the media. Control your thoughts, yeah, yeah. It is fun watching two separate groups of... Incredibly self-important fuckwit square off, though. Oh, it's, it's quite beautiful. But, you know, I'm going to go for the one that, that wants to abolish private ownership of media, you know. And Sky News is the only one willing to take that mantle. Actually, that does make sense in the case of News Corp because Rupert Mur- Murdoch keeps on being given money to bail out Foxtel and News That's Remember true. They, it's they a publicly that, funded broadcaster now. It's a publicly funded <laughs> broadcaster. That's why he's come around to it. He actually is just funded by the public. Those, those people are getting paid by <laughs> JobSaver, I'm thinking. Hang on, Gabby, you, your name's Gabby Bolt, isn't it? Yeah. So, so you're related to Andrew Bolt, are you? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So why don't you just get Alex a, a, a spot on Sky News now that it's all left Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he is my dad, so I suppose I can just yeah. um, 
put it in a do, good word. Do like most of the News Corp journalists and just, yeah, get, get my dad to sort it out. That would mean okay. everything to me. That's been my dream ever since two days ago when I watched that Great. Sunday News video. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll get him to get you a job. This episode is not and has never been sponsored by War Crimes. And even if it were, you would not know about it. Well, the Tokyo Olympics has been such a fantastic distraction from the horrible situation back home. We spent a lot of money, didn't we, Charles, sending Xander over there, had to get all these special exemptions, pay a fortune for hotel quarantine on his way back if he survives. Yeah. Although we, actually, I actually uh, got a discount and the exemptions were really easy in the end because I just claimed that he was a pedophile, sorry, alleged pedophile, and they just let him out Oh, of under the, the Hillsong rule. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Xander, uh how are things going there in Tokyo? Uh, praise God. They're going amazing. <laughs> I, uh, it's been a real soul-searching experience. I've really connected with myself and our Heavenly Father up there, praise be. And it's been life-changing. Oh, good. Now, I want to ask you about some of the results um, because there's just been so much action uh, on, from an Australian perspective. It's, just, it's been so, so many highlights. I mean, what about the boomers? You know what? We got bronze. Not too bad. Paddy Mills killed it. Um, and you know what? We were going really well there. Then we hit half time with the Americans last week, and then it all fell apart, which I think really describes Australia's Olympics performance overall. We hit the first half really well. We come back a tiny bit in the second, but overall, we wish it had ended after halfway. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. Nevertheless, Peter Bowl, I mean, that was inspiring, wasn't it? What did you make of his uh, finish? Um, he came fourth. That's really good. And... I thought it was great, honestly. I don't think there's a lot to comment on. He didn't get a medal, but he put his heart out there, and I think Zander. he left everything on the field. Xander? Yes. What sport does Peter Bowl play? 800 metres. Running. In what? Running. Running. But what about the decathlon? I mean, that was, that was a really surprising result. I definitely wasn't expecting that one. Yeah, we came third, didn't we? First time in donkey's years. Are you cheating? You're looking at the monitor. No, you're, I'm not. I'm not. You don't know this. You know, there is. We know you're lying because you're doing this colloquial blokey thing that I've never seen you do before. <laughs> like, yeah, we can't do it, didn't we? Yeah. Did, you, did you get a chance to interview the decathlete, Xander? What was his no. name again? What was the decathlete's name? Chris, Trevor, <laughs> Steve, Gavin. No, there's been no Gavin Spawn since 1993. Um, <laughs> Ash Maloney. I mean, yeah, you mates with him now, Ash. Ah, oh, yes, we go way back. The the problem is that Xander uh, has been drinking so heavily with all these Olympians afterwards that his memory is a bit affected. Yeah, he, he knows them too well. Mm. Yeah. he doesn't call Ash Ash; he calls him Gavin because you know <laughs> they're mates. How do the yeah, Kookaburras but- handle um, what happened to them? Uh, well, when they were sitting on the electric wire, they were jumping up and down, and I can report their pants were on fire. Um, yeah. It was an electrifying finish. In which they came. Where did they come again? Into the emergency ward. Um, it's a, you know. Hang on, hang on a second. Are you actually in Tokyo, Xander? Are you actually, can you prove to me right now that you are in Tokyo? Well, we no. gave you all this money to buy tickets. I can prove to you that the beaches on the Maldives are really nice at this time of year, though. Oh, no, we've been stumped. They are. Oh, 
you know what? You guys are all locked up inside, cold back home. I'm out here on the beach. I have the best tan, and the heaters serve to me directly. And have you found any of uh, MH370 on the beach? Oh, well, I went looking, and mm. then I realised that it was just too good of a day not to go to go snorkelling instead. And mm. no MH370, but some mm. beautiful fish, let me tell you that. Well, Xander, if you've managed to embezzle all these thousands of dollars from us, um, mm. do you want to be the CEO? Yeah, I think <laughs> immediate promotions. CFO, I would have thought. Yeah, look. Or the auditor. You can become the auditor of the taser. I've given you good content. Mm. I've had fun myself. I think everyone wins. Actually, I'm pretty sure the auditor is also in the Maldives at the moment. Can you say hello to him? Yeah, I will. I will. Oh. I will. I was actually coming over here to check up on the accounts. All right, Xander. Well, your coverage from Tokyo, it, it sounded authentic for a brief while there. Mm. Yeah. Um, and look, all we can do is send you the one place that's even shonkier than the Maldives. Brisbane to go and prepare for 2032. Woo! I'll stop off at a few tax havens on the way there. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Well, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, at Gears and Rode Microphones. And then we're part of the Acast Creator Network. Either of you two want to add anything before we go? No. Nah. Let's just get out of here. I want to listen to the next podcast, not this one. Jokes on you, the next podcast is Pete Evans. (laughs) (laughs) We're such professionals. See ya.